Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, every day is Saturday. Hello, everyone. This is Coach Fab for Casinos USA Podcast. And welcome to our early October 2020 podcast, episode number 97. Less talk, more rock. And of course, we're talking about safety first on the strip. Got to quit talking about what should be done and do it. And we'll start off by telling you what the Win Encore is doing to enhance safety and security for all guests. Hey, and our digital audience, as you can hear, is back again. Thanks for showing up, everyone. We'll be right back and start the show. You know, I'm trying to search for the right word. An uptick in crime? (laughs) An explosion of violence? How about gunshots in hallways? How about getting knifed in a hallway? Yeah, these are all things that, you know, you don't want to hear about, but you need to hear about if you love Las Vegas and you plan on visiting or living in Las Vegas, in the general Las Vegas, Southern Nevada area. Well, those items uh, really relate to me easily because I love Las Vegas. I love the Strip. I love Fremont. And I also am planning to move and live in Las Vegas here in the fourth quarter of my life. But as uh, someone so interested in Las Vegas, and not just because of this podcast, because I have family in Las Vegas, I subscribe to the digital newspaper of the Las Vegas Review-Journal, which is the daily newspaper for Las Vegas. And they're reporting this, and um, our podcast intro is based on the newspaper reports. They have the Win Encore Las Vegas will launch increased security measures this week. And again, we're in the early week of opening of October. There's a series of security measures that are being taking place. They include additional screenings and security personnel. And this is a statement that they made that this would happen. The changes come shortly after the Metropolitan Police Department in Las Vegas. And that Uptick came in the tourist corridor, which is a strip, and it included a fight at the Encore, and that fight garnered attention on social media. Um, One video of the fight showed people in a resort hallway swinging at other guests and casino security as a crowd gathered. That um, social media had 66,000 views on YouTube, 
um, as early as Monday. So after the event, a spokesman for Win Encore said the company would increase its security workforces. Anyway, guests who enter the Win Las Vegas and Encore will be scanned for metal and their hand-carried bags will be screened. The company's previous security measures included scanning hotel room keys at elevator entrances to make sure early registered guests were admitted to the hotel towers. And they're reporting that the new program went through a successful pilot program just a few weeks ago. The company has also increased its number of uniformed Metro police officers and wind security officers. And that group, the wind security officers, includes former federal and local law enforcement officers, former FBI agents, former counterterrorism operators, and embassy security guards and former members from all branches of the United States military, including special operations. And I am going to be very blunt. I am so happy that the Win Encore is taking these threats of violence so damn seriously. You know, we're, we're saying there should be less talk about how to change things and more action. That's why we're calling this episode Less Talk, More Rock. Rock on, Win Encore. I mean, serious steps have to be taken. You know, there was general conversations in social media uh, that room rates were the problem. Room rates listed on Hotels.com showed the company has boosted its starting prices in recent weeks. And the idea was that the rates were so low to attract guests, you know, during the pandemic that it attracted the wrong kind of people. I don't know if I'd completely buy into that. Um, so many of us stay on the Strip or on Fremont State Street for free, you know, because we have comp rooms. And so, like, are we included in that group? Um, we're staying out there in February, and we're staying at the Delano and at the Luxor Tower, and we're just paying resort fee every day and taxes. We're not paying for a room rate. So, you know, we have less than um, $250 involved in a seven-day stay. Come on, that's very low, but we don't plan on robbing, punching, stabbing, or shooting anyone. So I, I'm not sure it's just about room rates. I think it's more about the whole lack of lawlessness in our society. And, you know, I, you know, people say don't get political on podcasts. I don't think being concerned about safety and security when you're walking down the street in any town or any city or any village is political. It's just a basic human right. You know, the government, whether it's local, state, or federal, needs to protect you. And businesses need to have security measures you know, underway. Uh, if you disagree with me, we'll never agree on much. Well, many of our listeners have probably stayed at the MGM Grand, and you would never think of it as a place where a gunfight could break out. But let me play for you a report that um, was programmed on KTNV-TV, Las Vegas, a news report from October 2nd. Here it is. Well, we have some breaking-
breaking news to get to right now. Chopper 13 overhead right now over the MGM Grand, and we're told there's been a shooting at the casino. Now, we've reached out to police, and they tell us that two men got into an argument. One of those men pulled out a gun. Now, a witness there got involved, tried to take the gun away from the man. One shot went off during that struggle. Thankfully, though, no one was hurt, but the two men involved in the original argument, they both took off, and police right now are still looking for them. So if you have any information, you're urged to call police. And let me review another one at the South Point Hotel Casino on October 4th. This is uh, Las Vegas police said security officers at South Point Hotel Casino shot and killed an armed man on Sunday afternoon. Lieutenant Ray Spencer said the investigation was in the valet area of the property, which is at 977 Las Vegas Boulevard, which, of course, is south of the Strip. And the suspect walked outside the valet with a gun in his hand, and he fired one round into the air. He then walked into a parking lot, waving the gun around. Lieutenant Spencer said it appeared he was trying to clear a malfunction with his gun. The suspect walked back toward the valet where he was confronted by South Point security. The man stopped and engaged the security officers who gave him verbal commands and he ignored them. Lieutenant Spencer said the security officers showed a tremendous amount of constraint in dealing with the suspect. The security officers repositioned over a 30-second period, police said, so the backdrop shifted from the valet to the hotel building. The suspect continued to point his gun at the officers. There, Lieutenant Spencer said the security officer shot the suspect multiple times, killing him. As of 7 p.m., they had not identified the suspect, but said he was a white man between 40 and 50 years old. This is uh, another one, and they keep going on and on. Let's go with one more. This is also a staff report from KTNV. Las Vegas police seek eight people in homicide investigation at the Grandview, which is a timeshare building. Can you imagine the money you have to spend for a timeshare? And you go to a timeshare, and there's a damn murder outside your room? Well, police are looking for eight people possibly connected to a deadly stabbing at the Grandview Timeshare Resort in Las Vegas. Officers responded to reports of a man who had been stabbed in a hallway, stabbed in a hallway, at the property on South Las Vegas Boulevard. That's near uh, the Silverado Ranch Boulevard, around 11.30 a.m. in the morning. Upon arrival, police say they discovered a man in his mid-30s suffering from stab wounds on the ninth floor. Unfortunately, he was pronounced dead on the scene. Here's a story, investigators say. The man and a woman arrived at the resort to meet a group of people celebrating a birthday in one of the rooms. When the two knocked on the door, police say a fight broke out between one of the men in the hotel room and the woman who was with the man who was killed. She was punched in the face and knocked to the ground. Police say a group of people came out of the room and chased the man down the hallway where he was stabbed and that's where he collapsed. People... <laughs> Oh, eight people, various ages, and they all took off, of course. Police ask anyone with information to reach out to authorities. Oh, my, 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 my. So we're not talking about or ranting about, however you want to look at it, isolated incidents. 
you know, we're having these violent outbreaks in some of the most secure and top-notch casino properties anywhere. And, of course, this has to just, you know, coupled with everything else, the dangers in flying as, as far as being um, exposed to the coronavirus, the situations that you have to cons- be concerned about, you know, for your own medical safety, social distancing, etc., um, mask, the proper kind of mask, protecting yourself in every way, and then to go to Las Vegas, a place you love, and to, to walk through a, ho- a hotel corridor, you know, with fear. And so something has to be done. And we commend um, any of the properties that are taking steps to quash it, to stop it, to eliminate it, and to prosecute people. You know, when we have attorney generals in cities, district of attorneys, that let people off from burning buildings and looting and robbing, what do you expect? This just has to stop. I don't care who the president is, who the governor is, who the mayor is. I don't care what party they belong to. I don't care if they're yellow, black, red, white, all of us. We have to you know, live in peace and harmony. This has to stop. And if you're going to talk about defunding the police in Las Vegas, shut up. That makes no sense. So I hope you join with me in supporting the crackdown, uh, you know, security measures that are going to start appearing on Fremont and on the Strip. Or otherwise, Las Vegas is going to be about going to outlying community casinos off of the action streets, you know, the Strip and Fremont. And we don't want that to happen. We want to return to normal. Okay, we're going to change the pace here and uh, talk about something we all love, gambling. (laughs) We'll be right back with Crab's Talk. Uh, Catch your breath and hang on. Three, two, one. So we're back to talking about craps. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, I have a craps library. (laughs) And I'm from a time when you didn't have YouTube videos on craps to watch. But I do enjoy watching YouTube videos on craps. You know, sometimes they're a little bit of a con man's kind of game. You know, they're selling you things. But otherwise, um, there's, there's some interesting ones, interesting strategies. And I would refer you to the... YouTube videos of Jeremy Ellerick, Color Up Club. Um, he presents a strategy, uh, explains it. Uh, this usually takes five, six, seven, eight minutes, sometimes less than that. And then he has a small board, and uh, it's well shot from an overhead camera. And he rolls the dice and sees how the strategy works. Well, to simplify things, I can just say this um, from my decades of craps play. Any strategy that involves place betting and pass line with odds will work 
if the dice keep rolling numbers. If you keep rolling numbers and you're making place bets or come bets and then come bets with odds or pass line bets with odds and you just keep rolling numbers, the strategy will work. You know, I'm not going to try to, you know, take issue with any strategy that Jeremy puts on there. But I'm telling you, when the dice are hot, any strategy of that type works. And when the dice are not, <laughs> it's just the opposite. You get crushed. So, so far in 2020, I'm up. And I'm talking about nine different uh, plays at casinos. And really, that didn't start till the casinos reopened. But I'm, I'm, I'm up on a year. I don't know if I can continue it, but I hope so. But, you know, my 3-2-1 strategy, which is all over YouTube now, people react to it, employ it, etc. Uh, I never get much credit about it, but I'm the one that invented the label and talk about it as a great strategy for the low roller. I'm going to start Crabs Talk today with a story um, by Carol Meyer, who uh, I really enjoy him. He is uh, one of the best all-time high rollers in my life, okay? And we're going to talk about something that happened at Caesars Palace because I don't consider myself a high roller, but Carol Meyer was. Carol was. So um, let me just give you a story. And then after that, we're going to talk about some of the best <laughs> bad bets <laughs> to make. But um, this is a narrative here. And this occurred at Caesars Palace, you know, on a sleepy afternoon. And this is told uh, based on the writings of Carol Meyer. And, you know, but he's, being a male, he spells Carol, C-A-R-R-O-L-L, -L, and his last name is M-E-Y-E-R. What a wonderful story for past line players. So the table seemed full. So he strolled up to one table with just a man and a woman in one end, and he walked up to the stick man, and, of course, the stick man recognized a high roller. <laughs> and he, the stick man says to him, Carol, are you going to play? And uh, he said, no, no, I don't like to play at an empty table. And I don't know how you feel about that, but I don't either. I don't like to play at an empty table. At least one person, but I'd prefer two or three more people. He said, come on, the other tables are full. So Carol Meyer says, as against his better judgment, he cashed in for $2,000. All right. <laughs> well, right off the bat, you're talking about a little bit of a high roller here, and that's not $200, that's $2,000. So he puts the stick, uh, he tells the stick man, I'm ready to go. And the stick man says, looking at the couple below, it's your roll. <laughs> yeah. So he puts a $25 chip and placed it um, on the line. And the tiller says, whoa, wait a second. Um, this is a $100 minimum table. So, uh-oh, doesn't, doesn't matter to this guy. He's a, big, he's a high roller, so. He puts $100 on the line, he rolls a dice, and he gets a five. That's the line point, you know, the established point. And he puts $200 behind the line. That's his odds bet behind the place, behind the pass line. And then he places $150 on the six and $150 on the eight. So uh, <laughs> my man here has $600 invested in a game that he really didn't want to be in. <laughs> So um, he's not done yet. He puts $100 into the cum, and he starts to roll numbers. 
and he rolled several numbers and a line pointed to it. All right. So he had put some house money in his rack <laughs> by the time he sevened out. But what I failed to tell you is after he had his $700 on the table, <laughs> we're not done yet. He looked down and he saw that the couple at the other end, the man had placed a line bet of 7500 <laughs> And he put those unusual colored chips behind his bet for a $15,000 total. And after the line point was rolled, he immediately placed $6,000 on the 6 and $6,000 on the 8. <laughs> you can see why. There weren't many people at this table. Okay? So he put $1,000 on each of the hard ways. Oh, plus $500 on one of the hard ways for the dealer. He then put $5,000 in the cum and tossed a thousand dollar chip for a number on the hop. So if this was on YouTube, you'd say, hey, this is fake. But this is not on YouTube. This is a narrative that occurred with witnesses at Caesar's Palace. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. So there was action, a lot of action. Oh, my goodness. Um, and when he'd hit his hop number or a hard number for 30000 or $60,000, he would lean across the table towards me, and we would hit a big high five. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And as the number rolled, he maintained two, sometimes three combats, and immediately placed $10,000 odds on each combat. The three of us continued to roll numbers, Carol says, and continued to win. At one point early in the game, he paid off a marker that he had for $80,000. So it's not one of these guys that says he always wins. And he would help his girlfriend, who was betting herself, and she was playing black and white and white and black. That's $100 and $500 chips. Okay. The game we're talking about continued for 40 minutes to an hour before some other players joined the game, <laughs> at which time, Carol Meyer says, the couple and um, Carol himself colored up. All right. Well, looking down the table, um, the guy's girlfriend maybe wife, but he thought more, but it was more like a girlfriend, probably had $40,000 in chips in front of her. The mystery man, the high roller, <laughs> had at least $400,000 in chips in front of him, and that's after paying off an $80,000 marker. So um, sometimes it does pay to be a high roller. I just love this story. And uh, how's it go at Crafts? When it's hot, it's hot. And when it's not, it's not. And that's the simplest principle to never forget when you enter a casino to play that wonderful game of craps. And as this gentleman did, make a ton of bad bets, hopping numbers, playing hard ways, and winning over $400,000, half a million dollars with that marker paid off. Oh, my. All right, one more story about a big slot machine hit, and we'll say goodbye. But hang on for this one, because this is one of those bad bets, but not in craps, with slot machines. <laughs> 
and here's a story that's just a couple days old. So, hey, people will tell you over and over again, as you walk through McCarran International Airport in Las Vegas, don't play the slots, you know. Oh, man, they're so tight. Don't no play the slots. Well, fortunately, uh, Darren W. of Watford City, North Dakota, a metropolis of just over 7,000 people. I just love those kind of places. He found out it's never too late to leave Las Vegas a winner. He was playing the 25-cent Will Fortune triple-double-diamond game. He was by the A-Gates at McCarran International Airport. And we're getting this from the facility's Twitter account. Uh, $225,088. Congratulations, Darren. And I'm sure you're the hometown hero in Watford City, North Dakota. Uh, I love these kinds of stories when people tell you never to make this bet, never to play the slots. This is uh, another one of why I always stick at least $20 into a progressive slot machine at McCarran. Uh, my biggest hit, <laughs> I think, was $85 or something like that. But what the hell, it's always a chance could be a life-changing amount of money. And that brings us to the end of another Casinos USA podcast, episode 97. And Casinos USA is a place where every day is Saturday. See you in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening.